Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is John John the Wise, and I am here with the illustrious Baby Beard Media crew coming out of Adelaide, the thespian capital of Australia. And we do pump them out. Exactly. And I we've all been waiting for this day and it has finally come. We are going to be playing Cyberpunk Red together before we start this amazing journey together. I want to talk to you guys about the Discord community that I'm a part of. The link will be in the description below. It's a Cyberpunk Red 2020 fan Discord page. I got a Patreon, patreon.com slash johnjohnthewise. Make sure you guys join up for exclusive content like building your campaign. You get insight into me building my campaign. I got cool exclusive stuff on there. I got a podcast, Tabletop Cyberpunk. I talk about Cyberpunk and I love it. I have guests on. And I'm on on social media at John John the Wise, all social media, TikTok too. Make sure you guys find me there. And I'm going to be passing the marketing stick to Sean. Sean, yes, tell us uh, about what's going on. Thank you. So uh, my name's Sean. I'm here with, in no particular order, Phil, Ellen, and Chris. We are Baby Beard, a collective of performers and artists in Adelaide and so we're here to play Subpunk Red so the main reason why we have been asked to be here today is because of our flagship show Roll to Cast which is our tabletop role-playing game podcast where we go through a different game every season we also and we do a whole season worth of content and we also have interviews with the creators of that game at the end of each season. On top of that, we also do Let's Plays on our YouTube channel, both as uh, solo performers and in varying degrees of partnerships. We also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash babybeard, where we have lots of little goodies. And if you would like to help us progress and grow, we will give you more content, including a, uh, sol a podcast with Ellen called Lunch Dates with Loki. Uh, it's super cute. Yeah. As well as a um, as a ten dollar patron, you get Roll to Chat, which is our behind the scenes look of our flagship show each and every week. Have I forgotten anything? Uh, we're very handsome. Uh, yeah, that too. We're, we're, cool. we're funny. We do podcasts and let's plays. Check them out, Baby Beard Media. Perfect. Well, just <laughs> as well, I'm not using my phone during this game today because I will be rolling. In Foundry, and I will not need my calculator right here. <laughs> this is the very first time we've played a game together with faces. Uh, we're used to the podcasting formats. This is uh, this is a brand new territory for us. Yes, mm, this is, is your a shame, first foray. We're so so pretty. Of course, <laughs> absolutely. And I vote Phil as the hottest because uh, you know we're both bald. <laughs> <laughs> Solidarity. Solidarity. Any of us could be bald. I mean, you guys just go for the easy option in terms of your haircut. Chris and I and Ellen actually put effort into our new looks. Oh. I don't know about Shots that. Shots fired. Don't lump me in with that. Don't lump yeah. me in with Shots that. fired. You absolutely agree with me. How dare you, dude? I mean, yeah, let's get into All it. All right. I know, I, who's, say, though, I know whose character I'm I've targeting spent first. I time on my hair. Yours? The NPC? <laughs> So if you guys, All of our NPCs die. if you guys are not <laughs> wise to what's going on, if you see what I did there, 
We are playing in the setting of heaven in Night City. This is Phil's setting for his podcast, Roll to Cast. And I am taking the mantle of Game Master, taking his world. He gave me insight into it. He gave me notes. And I have crafted an adventure that will hopefully only be like three or four episodes. But we'll see how it goes. <laughs> and they are all reprising their same roles from the podcast. Plus one, as Phil is going to be playing a really cool character. And why don't we just get straight into it, introduce these characters in a fun, creative way. Let's start from Ellen. I want to talk about Sprocket. And give us, yes. give us whatever information you can on Sprocket, like a quick uh, few sentences. Uh, Sprocket Volkov is a young girl. I'm not sure how much time has passed since uh, our story in heaven versus this story, but she's still a teenager. She's 16 or 17 at this point. Um, She is like built like a brick shithouse, as we say here in Australia. Like she is guns to the max, very tall, very broad, but she's also very chipper, very fun, very friendly. And um, even though she'll shoot you, she doesn't necessarily want to kill you. She just wants to protect her family in heaven. Uh, Also, she comes from a uh, clan of nomads who are a traveling circus. The Volkov Traveling Family Circus. And uh, her best friend is her pet rat, Vlad. (laughs) Yep. And I'm definitely going to be doing some animal handling checks. So I hope you guys have that <laughs> <Fantastic>. skill. <laughs> I, I think my favorite I part about Ellen uh, rolling that character is the whole traveling circus thing was just rolled. It wasn't. It was just you went, okay, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I fent- I love the way that the dice landed because that's what I would have picked anyway. But similar for Vlad, I was like, shoulder companion, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so and um, what's your signature hit? weapon, Sprocket? A uh, shotgun, but it also has a. Uh, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. That's not your signature oh! weapon. Your signature weapon, Ellen. What? Sorry. Uh, the signature weapon is the big hammer that she uses to sometimes. Sometimes break limbs, uh, yes, but only if go. it gets super, super serious. I think I do have a picture. I'll just hang on. I'll grab it. The fandom is in shambles, dude. Nice. Hey, there it is. So this is the comedy hammer. Big, big. That is some yeah, big time circus right hammer. <laughs> yeah, that. it has so stars on side uh, because and when you get blood. hit, you see stars <laughs> <laughs> and the blood also have not cleaned. I love the idea that that was like one of those hammers you use to hit the bell, like during a carnival, and you That's, saw it and you're like, yeah. I want that. And they're like, Well, we got to give it yeah. to her now. <laughs> She's crazy. <laughs> Who's going to take it away from me? Yeah, exactly. No, I want hammer, but pride, no hammer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about what has happened with Sprocket in between the time of Roll to Cast and now. I want to do a quick hustle with you. Why don't you roll me 1d6, either in person sure, yeah. or on Foundry, whatever you would like to do. Uh, I'll just do it in person because it's 1d6. And sure. That's easy math. <laughs> Two. Two. Okay. During your in-between time, you were doing, you were protecting a shipment of something. Now, what do you think uh, Sprocket would be protecting? What kind of job would she be doing where she's doing a protectment of some kind of shipment? 
for heaven. It could be for heaven. It could be for your nomad family. It could be for a third party. It's really up to you. Oh, I think it's probably for the Volkovs then. Um, and I believe because they're a traveling circus, they need to, one of the reasons that it's handy that they're nomads is because they need to pack everything up and move it. And so I literally think she's protecting some of the Volkovs most like valuable assets in terms of sets, construction, costumes, and other kind of props like gizmos, top. gadgets. Exactly. You know, because that, that has been in the family for generations and, you know, they build it sturdy then and it's still sturdy now and it's got sentimental value as well as, you know, it's good steel. It's good good materials that have gone into it. The costumes are, uh, you know, lush and, and cool and but, you know, a lot of monetary value has been sunk into this over generations. Sure. We can say that uh, you're probably moving it around. You had some of your other family members with you. Normal stuff for your family, moving shipments of uh, the materials you need for your family circus. And because of that, you were paid 100 eddies. So put that in your pocket. And that's how Thank much you. you'll be carrying with you as your recent payment. And now let's move Very on cool. to Phil and his character, Grandma, who is making her debut in this setting. So Jeez. Phil, go for it. Uh, so, uh, uh, Grandma, or uh, Elena Lucado, uh, is uh, a 72-year-old woman and a medtech. Uh, not only is she uh, uh, just a random medtech in heaven, she's actually related to another person in the cast. Mm. Her grandson is, in fact, Spitfire. Um, so that... that um, She... she uh, was in heaven during the the events of uh, what was my campaign called? Uh, Feed the Beast. Feed the Beast. Thank you. My brain is obviously not working today. Don't worry. Um, during Feed the Beast, and then had to put back both, uh, you know, cure all the various bullet wounds that they came back with after the the Netwatch raid, and uh, try and uh, heal the brain damage that was sustained by our Netrunner as well, and then decided that you know if if she's going to be putting them back together when they go out there she might as well you know protect them on the job instead it's probably just a little bit more efficient to to come with and make sure her grandson doesn't break anything lose any arms or eyes or anything you know because while her her immediate children are lost to her as kind of corporate shills um her 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 grandson has turned out to be a a good a good punk boy uh, so she <laughs> top bloke a good a good punk a good so she wants to make she's going to pack his lunch and make sure that he comes back in one piece from from his jobs um she's uh uh pretty lean and fit for the age she is she's a very hands-on very practical person and she's got a very kind of wry dry humor a bit a bit like uh her grandson in fact where they both uh, have a bit of a bit of a sock uh, it runs in the family i think um, but she's a very kind of practical based med tech. She knows a little bit of surgery, but she mainly likes to get out with her cryo pump and uh, stick anyone injured in the in the line of, uh, of protecting heaven with uh, with a cryo bag. That'll come in she handy if anybody dies or almost dies. Almost dies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She also knows how to make a, a speed heal as well. Which she can jab you with. 
Um, she has a Thank clinic goodness. up in the Concord Medical Center um, where you'll find uh, her drinks chilling uh, on her cryo system while it recharges. Mmm, she likes the sauce. Well, why don't you roll oh, me one d six? Old enough now, she doesn't give a fuck. Oh, why should she? There's yeah, they they do that vamping thing. I'm sure it's like so much better in 2045. Have you heard of that? <laughs> where they put the blood in your? Never mind. All right, let me get a one oh, d the skin treatment. Yes. No, no, vampire facial. Oh, yes. I, I'm, I probably said it. It's probably not called vamping, and I just said that like with confidence. So, vamping me... is something yeah. we do all the time on our podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of keep the conversation going to stall. Yeah, spilling dead so air is vamping. Got it. You're vamping I'm about learning. vampire facials. I'm learning how to you be an actor. A hustle. Yes, please roll me one d six, and let's figure out what you've been doing in between this time. I saw your dice this time. Hey! Hey! This time I actually saw your dice. Isn't that weird? All right. So, five. You did a major medical procedure for a very well-healed client. Heal, like, the heel of your foot. Uh, healed client. So... Well-healed usually means they're they're rich, right? That's what that means. So this is perfect for our setting. You did it for a corporate that probably came through heaven. And we'll get into why there are corporates in heaven in just shortly. We'll start talking about that. But that would make the most sense to me is they came, they were very grateful for what you've done for them, maybe had some kind of drug addiction or some kind Mm -hmm. of chemical addiction to something the corporation was injecting in them. And you were able to get it out, right? Yeah. What else do you think? uh, Lovely. Do you think anything else should be added to that? Um, yeah, I think, you, you know, the, the idea is that, uh, the, both people in heaven, but grammar especially, know the value of discretion with these sorts of things. And so, while we don't especially like corporates, if they're doing something to fly in the face of their corporate masters, take their money. Yes. So, um, would you accept money or would it have to be insisted upon you? Uh, from a corporate? Yeah, I'd take money. Okay. They gave you 200 take, eddies. take one from my... Yeah, great. I wouldn't take it from my fellow dreamers, but yeah, from a guy using the clinic from outside, gimme. Sure, sure. So this corporate was very grateful and had no question about your pricing or anything and paid the rate that you asked for, which was 200 eddies. Uh, can, and... I, can, I, can I roll my trading? Yeah, yeah, roll your trade, please. You want to you wanna gouge him a little bit? I love that. Yeah. Get a better deal? Oh, no. She's thrifty, I like that. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh, no. The, the corporate Ooh. was heavily insulted because they came to you with such gratitude and, and were like, oh, you're like my, you're, you remind me of my grandma. And then you're like, no, I said 250. I didn't say 200. <laughs> and they're like, no, I think you said 200. And you can tell their opinion of grandma has changed completely as they leave your clinic. Not Oops. making friends, are uh-huh. we? <laughs> so, Sh- Sean, why don't you tell us about Spitfire, and then when you're ready, roll me 1d6. Okie dokie. So Spitfire James, who is our, the resident techie uh, in this particular group. Uh, Spitfire James, he's a, he's a quite a short man. I, I always had Seth Green in my head whenever I was, uh, when I was creating him. That the kind of sh- short, snarky, sarcastic, sardonic fellow. Uh, he did have a bright red mess of hair but uh 
since uh, the events of Feed the Beast, where he happened to find his um, long-lost uh, 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 partner in crime, uh, the Way, Jane, and they have since uh, reconciled together and uh, happily, well, we'll find out, uh, living it up in heaven, he now has a, a, a flush of bright silver hair, which uh, Jane said would look particularly dashing on him, so straight away with it. Uh, he does have a particular... Uh, hesitant outlook on humanity. He finds that technology is uh, much more easy to deal with. Um, it's much more black and white, whereas humans are a shade of grey. And so there's a certain amount of distrust that has had to be, that has been beaten a little bit out of him since he went into heaven. Uh, his crew that he rolls with and the people close to him, he trusts and he is he's kind of learned to find a bit more of a balance. But for the most part, Give him something to tinker with, give him something to fix, and he's all on it. Uh, he was he grew up in the corp setting. His parents were around during the fourth corporate war, and he uh, he was always a person on the streets. He ran through the hot zone. He hustled through that way. He had his own little crew, um, and so he's always been a, a ground level punk, um, and that's where he likes to stay. Um, and since coming into heaven. He now has uh, drawn a little bit closer to his grandma, someone who is a little bit close to his sensibilities and the way he runs and his outlook on life. And, you know, techie and medtech together, it just makes sense. Of um, course. And, yeah, and that's that's pretty much Spitfire James in a nutshell. Okay, roll me 1d6. Let's see how you hustled. Okay, give me a hot second. And I don't know why it's got you crying and sweating. Does does this show you guys? Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's I, he's got some sort of emotion. He is of a kind of nervous disposition, but <laughs> I was like, he's not that yeah, nervous. I, I, he's he's got tear ducts inserted into his forehead, so he kind of cries <laughs> from his hairline. This is a new a new cybernetic. What he got? Yeah. <laughs> I, I rolled a two. Okay, with a two, you rebuilt some tech you scavenged in the combat zone. So you and another group of dreamers set out to the combat zone because there was a rumor that there is some old tech in some of the old office buildings that are over there. And lo and behold, you guys found an automated turret that could be fixed. It looked like it couldn't have been fixed, but you guys went over there, you heard about it, and once you got there, you were ambushed luckily you guys were able to get out of there okay and you found a hundred eddies off the dead body of some of the dumb boosters that thought they could get one up on the dreamers oh and heaven and heaven has one more turret hey yeah i i think that was definitely an instance of uh spitfire taking the opportunity to roll with his old crew so he would have gone out with the way and nod uh two individuals who were recent uh additions to heaven and they went they just wanted to roll out like old times and uh go on an old scavenger uh scavenger hunt like the days of old and yeah this is the thing where he has the opportunity give him something to fix give him something to really get his hands inside to and he'll he'll happily uh put that towards the uh the benefit of heaven um, but yeah, I think that was just an opportunity for him to feel like his old self a little bit more, and to, as much as he, as much as he has uh, has love and respect for his uh, heaven crew in um, the others around him, this was a chance to just uh, feel a little bit like the Spitfire of old. 
Yeah, and your buddies, they... Gangs back together. Yeah, they might have, like, even uh, were the ones that found this tip because they just wanted to find some kind of excuse to get the band back together. And, <laughs> and you know, they they heard about all the things you guys did with Netwatch and and all the crazy shit that went down. So they were like, okay, uh, why don't we get some action with Spitfire? See what see what happens. See how and he's they changed. There. They were there. Exactly. There. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They were there. So they that wanted they wanted one. in on action with you personally. They wanted it to be like old times. They got a taste of it. So I love that. Uh, nothing, nothing sexier than me and Jane going off and having bullets flying at us and almost dying. It's really romantic. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Do you bring a teenager yeah. for some reason? Yeah. Gotta make imagine. You can you imagine what happens after you both uh, risk your lives that evening? <laughs> Nod's just like, oh man, this sucks. I want to get out of here. Gross. <laughs> yeah, just just right there on the heaven floor as soon as we get home. Dude, right there in the combat zone, dude. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Keep a lookout. Let's move on to... behind cover and just like grabbing. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, Spitfire. Make... Oh, and the, 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 most, love, the most important war. thing is he generally doesn't rock a gun as his primary oh, weapon. He's a, he's a crossbow man. Uh, absolutely, with all different types of arrows, he literally, really loves experimenting with that uh, good old-fashioned crossbow. It's just much more intimate a weapon. <clears throat> Sorry, got some monster down the wrong pipe. Uh, as it does. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to Chris and Wax, our resident netrunner. Tell us about everything. Wax is a early 20s netrunner uh, based in heaven. He's uh, the son of a uh, program designer and netrunner, Daedalus, uh, who recently... Uh, should I do spoiler stuff? Is that, is that something that uh... we should avoid? I mean, I maybe guess. you can hint. Maybe okay. You can hint at stuff. This is this uh, is this is yeah. a warning to everybody right now. Fast forward for like uh, ten minutes if you feel like there's some spoilers. I will. I, I want to pause. 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 Yeah. Pause. Listen to feed the beast. Yeah, and then, come right. then come back. Um, yeah. He, he yeah. met his father uh, very recently, and his father gave him a new program. Uh, I'll talk around it rather than do any spoiler stuff. Gotcha. Um, uh, he met his father. He got a new program called Wax uh, Wings, which is a, a program designed to navigate the old net. Uh, it's an incredible program uh, designed to make net running uh, very, very easy, um, or you know, doable in uh, in places where. You normally wouldn't be able to wax is a, a cool guy um he doesn't talk an awful lot and when he does it's usually a quippy one-liner or a sardonic um line about how you suck um i think that's a fair estimation right oh yeah you have a uh, catchphrase yeah. don't you <laughs> yeah bruh say it bruh 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 uh, he sort of has a, I guess, Southern Californian accent, I guess, or my approximation of a Southern Californian accent. Um, it's pretty spot on. Oh, thank you. <clears throat> wow, there we go. Nice. Um, I'm, I am a Southern a... Californian, so I'm valid. Fantastic. There we oh, go. Oh, wow. Hopefully my, your, your voice will influence me and I can do an even better job than before, <laughs> or it'll just get worse. Um, uh, he's a lover. He's, a, a incredible bisexual chaotic energy sort of person um and uh he knows he's better than you mm. and better than any other netrunner out there Ooh. um 
Uh, is there much else to talk about? Well, let's see what he did in his hustle. Roll me 1d6. Sword and fashion sense are two things I remember about. Uh, He has an incredible fashion sense and he uses a sword. And the uh, the parade of X's that he's left in his way. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to mention he's got a long slew of X lovers. He likes the ladies. A four, and that time the dice came up again too. This thing doesn't know when it wants to work. All right. During your hustle, you found a valuable data cache in an abandoned system and sold it. So let's see an abandoned system. Maybe you went with Spitfire to that same office building when he was scavenging and you found an old data term, an old data fortress. And lo and behold, there were some cyber te- uh, Raven micro cybernetics some like schematics for uh, a, a new system some kind of something that they were working on but they just couldn't get off the ground because of the fourth corporate war and you went and sold it to the highest bidder that paid you 200 euro bucks for that Heck yeah but if Fantastic. you think that's too cheap maybe you can roll some kind of hustle or trading or persuasion and uh, we can go from there. Or if you're happy with that payment, then it is what it is. Where is it's it a up. it's a social, isn't it? Um, is trading? No, I'm good. I'm I'm quite happy with uh, yeah. with that deal. Wax doesn't really care. I imagine Wax uh, went with Nod, maybe giving the two lovers a time alone while they they went and salvaged salvaged material where uh wax took (laughs) the the teenager and was like all right kid let's um i'm gonna try and show you some tech stuff um so i don't know maybe wax has got a little protege he's a teacher uh to young kids at um at heaven so i guess that makes a sort of sense Uh, wonderful i mean nod's not getting it a euro buck out of him but he could be there to <laughs> the experience would be, the experience would be worth more than 200 euro bucks. he got to it's hang wax. out with wax dude it's wax man i know <laughs> come on this guy yeah that's right yeah i mean he's yeah. he's put up with sprocket for long enough i think he knows how to deal with teenagers yeah. <laughs> i yeah, was doing uh, like a fledgling solo like a rank one or two solo yeah fantastic mm-hmm. yeah so so that's uh that's that'll be that scene Okay, sounds good. So you guys have some pocket money. And that is what had been happening in between Roll to Cast and now. You guys had been focusing on hustles like that, trying to do what you can for heaven as dreamers, as it is your responsibility for this awesome community that is the only beacon of hope in Night City. You guys were living your lives. And now let's go back to Night City. As I play some music here, and... Are we changing tone? We are changing a little bit, not too crazy. Uh, Let's see here. Eh, That music wasn't that bad. Okay, here we go. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. Night City, the time of the red. You are in heaven, a skyscraper arcology founded by a group of edge runners called the Dreamers. Within heaven are many groups, and there has been a recent influx of what the streets call X suits. 
As many corporations are crumbling under the pressure of the time of the red, many of their employees see the writing on the wall and have decided to cut ties with their evil corporations. Some have ventured into a life of crime. Some have ventured out to start corporations of their own. And some have decided to change their lifestyle for the better. They're tired of looking the other way as injustices pass them by, and they're tired of doing whatever their corporation needs of them. So they join organizations like the Dreamers because they also have dreams and had dreams before they joined their corporations. As Heaven's population is growing, so are the responsibilities to keep it running. But all work and no play makes you a dull chumba. And Night City is anything but dull. The inhabitants of Heaven need a little bit of rest and relaxation from time to time. If you live in Heaven and you're looking for a good time, then all you have to do is ask and you will receive. And that's what Brunhilde decided to do to open her cantina. And this is the canteen, as you guys can see. Let me just zoom out for our viewers. And let's get a little bit of music change here. Uh, that's not the one I'm looking for. Here we go. This is the one. I've been working on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys are in Brunhilde's cantina. Where there's food, drink, games, and much more. But above everything, it's a place where the dreamers can forget about what horrors lay beyond Heaven's Gate. All the seats and tables are mismatched and repurposed from restaurants that have been abandoned in Night City. There's a purple-pink glow of neon lights throughout the entire bar that seats 30 comfortably but is usually packed with at least 60. Helping Brunhilde, the new bar, uh, uh, manage the new bar, is William, an aging, simple man who rarely smiles but has a heart of gold. And Sprocket, a young Volkov girl with a pet rat and a sledgehammer with a body count. She's teaching someone a lesson. The lesson, don't judge a book by its cover. And this ex-Zetatech Corp made that mistake when he decided he could beat a 16-year-old girl in an arm wrestling match. There's a jovial crowd around the table as Sprocket and the exec are in position. Their hands are clasped as Brunhilde walks around collecting bets. Spitfire is referee for this competition. And when he lets go of their hands, the game begins. With a giant smile on her face, Brunhilde finally turns to Spitfire and says, All Bietzarian. Now, freeze! We know where Sprocket is. We know where Spitfire is. Grandma and Wax, where are you guys in this cantina? Uh, so... I'll be, I think uh, Grandma will be uh, nearby with like her feet up on a, like a freshly vacated chair because people are crowding around. 
uh, ready to uh, fix whoever's arm ends up broken after the end of this. Okay, I like that. So somewhere by the bar, maybe somewhere real close by. Yeah, she's watching, but like now there's a bit of space, right? Because everyone's crowded around. So she's like, ah, oh, okay, cool. I can uh, take a second. And Wax, <laughs> where are you standing? How are you behaving? Uh, Wax will be standing uh, just by the door. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, deep in in the in the canteen rather, and leaning against it with one foot up against it. Uh, in the coolest pose he can do. Uh, a little bit annoyed that attention is being drawn from him, where uh, <laughs> he'd be chatting someone up, and obviously with such a big distraction, that can't happen. So, but he's got no his eyes. looking at you being so cool. Right? How dare that? <laughs> yeah, you're Wax definitely... Wax is cool, but no one sees it. Is he still cool? Yes. Uh, no hesitation. <laughs> I... I feel like as well as um as Spitfire has their arms clasped together, he just kind of looks from uh from his from his fellow dreamers uh to this uh particular uh very, very brave um combatant and just says, Okay, I'm gonna need a nice clean battle. Well, clean-ish. And uh when I let go, it's gonna begin. And as I say to all of Sprocket's opponents, we have a med tech nearby. Go! Well, before you say go, let me get a let me get a human perception from Spitfire and Sprocket. And uh, before we do that, alrighty, human perception. Where are you? Human perception. Perception. There we are. Okay, there nine nine from Spitfire. Oh. <laughs> Not great. Ooh, and Sprocket, a oh. seven. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. So. She's, uh, she's caught up on your clean clean game comment because she's like, well, it is going to be clean game. I just washed hands like two <laughs> minutes ago. So I think I am following rules, right? Unless they <laughs> made new rules that I don't know. This is her internal monologue. <laughs> I think Spitfire is also slightly inebriated. By this point, he, <laughs> I think we all are. Why don't you guys uh, continue role playing? I'll be right back. I'm gonna go put my son down, and I'll and I'll be back, and we'll continue. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Who else wants to take me on? And uh, for fun show after, I have Vlad and uh, Vlad's wife Zena, <laughs> and they are going to be doing some circus tricks. So please stay tuned for that. I have trained them to walk along tiny little wire. Yeah, very similar. And oh, when, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, and when my grandson uh, takes out your shoulder, pops out your shoulder, I'll pop it right back in for you. <laughs> that's my, that's me, my, uh, that's my grandma over there. Yeah, She's don't let anyone me. forget it too. He's, and he, this is the thing, like he's even said go, but he hasn't let go of the hands yet. He's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, <laughs> has he completely forgotten that he said when his hands let go? He'll it's kind it. of like, and, uh, and go. 
so he's quite <laughs> drunk. He, he's had a night. I think this is this is almost like a celebration. And you know, yeah, when yeah. he's around this many goddamn people, it's nice to have a bit of liquor in you to be able to deal with the sludge. You know what I mean? I like yeah, the idea. Yeah, it's very like go. overwhelming. What's that? Quiet, and everyone's like, uh, <laughs> it's sort of awkward to the whole crowd. And like, uh, yeah, is he working? Someone reset him. What's happening? I love that. In, but but also in Spitfire's mind, he's probably like. Why the hell has no one started the game yet? <laughs> oh, I like this. We can do like each other's voices. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to go full, full old lady, but I probably don't no. think so. Well, and that's, that's, that's the grandpa. Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, that's... <laughs> I'm Grandpa Lucado. So if you say ah, go, it's not if, British. If you say go and don't let go, American grandpa. I think we're like Abe Simpson. Bra. You say bra. <laughs> yeah, when, when he goes go and nothing happens, he's like, ugh, bra. <laughs> yeah, but he says it like under his breath, so no one else. Yeah, can that's hear. right. That's right. <laughs> and his what? eyes, are eyes, you, eyes move across you? the floor of the cantina to try and find someone to sleep with. Anyone. <laughs> Wix, Anyone who's not paying looking? attention. Anyone you haven't I'm already slept. Going... Yeah, and they're not angry yeah, yeah. with him. <laughs> Pickings is, are getting slim these Wax days. Wax is a really <laughs> bad person. He really needs to settle down, maybe. Uh, or just stop breaking hearts. You don't, that I, would I, be I get the feeling be. he doesn't mean to. He just sleeps with people and then he's just like, no, I'm not really looking for... No. I mean, no, it, I never I, said I was yeah. looking for anything. All John, of Wax's John, relationships. What did I just walk into? Uh, so we yeah. fired all our guns on everyone in mm. the room, and everyone now dead. <laughs> you guys ruined the game, goddammit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If I was too drunk to realize that he had to let go of the hands when he said go. All oh, right. So he's just kind of holding it like that. Everyone's like, Sprocket's like. Hmm, if clean game, uh, maybe we do it in water. I don't understand. And Wax is looking to sleep around. <laughs> and after a, Typical after a couple of seconds, he kind of looks over at Grandma, and Grandma will probably give him like a get on with it. <laughs> uh, oh, what? <laughs> Uh, and I think they both failed their human perception. Right? Absolutely, oh, you guys definitely, yeah, you guys definitely tanked on that. And this corporate you are arm wrestling with, I mean, he's got that steel look in his eyes. Like, he's fucking ready. He's ready to arm wrestle like the 16-year-old girl. steel in his eyes. <laughs> That's right. Cyberpunk, baby. We can and your that. giant <laughs> hands just wrap around his little baby corporate hands. But he's got this face like, no, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose to a 16-year-old girl. Piazzarin, <laughs> everybody. Okay, show begins when you say, Spitfire. Oh, I thought... Oh, that's right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and you go. Give me an you athletics can't... check, Ellen. Is it athletics or brawl? Uh, do brawl. I think brawl actually probably would be better. It's the same. It's the same number. I just sure. wanted to be specific. Backflips out of the. <laughs> oh right, you haven't. You have quite an edge on him. And it seems like you immediately feel like, oh, I could definitely take it easy on this guy. <laughs> and do you <laughs> do you take it easy or are you the kind of person that is like, nope, this is going all I'm putting his hand through the table? Um, no, well, 
I think as soon as she senses like that she's got so much give, she like she's from the Volkov family circus and you can't have like a spectacle without any tension. So she kind of like easily easily figures out that she can go Oh, but then she's like, ooh, 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 bring it back. Oh no, I think he's got me. Oh. And then like drops him. She's not a very good actor though, so people can probably <laughs> see through her charade. <laughs> you do exactly that. You slam this guy's hand onto the table at the very end, making it seem like he kind of had a chance, but you know the entire time he had no chance. He is dumbfounded. He has this look in his face like, did I just lose an arm wrestling match to a 16-year-old girl? Granted, she's giant and I'm little, but still, man... In Volkov Family Circus, we must do arm wrestle before breakfast every day. <laughs> and hey, toxic masculinity exists even in cyberpunk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good to know. And, he, Good and to know like we said, all the radiation. he has definitely learned his lesson today to not judge a book by its cover. And Brunhilda loves it. She's loving this. Oh, look at you, stupid little man. You think you could beat her? <laughs> oh, you're not going to beat my Cartofield. There's no way. Now, <laughs> now off yes, with you. I am strong like potato. <laughs> we actually have a, a gym up on uh, level eight if you want to uh, lift some weights there. <laughs> you, Grandma say, says that to him and he's just utterly defeated, utterly defeated. And this is coming off the rumors that you tried to gouge another corporate when they came to you with help, and it's like, dude, this grandma person, just stay away from them. That's how these corporates <laughs> feel now. Well, and... she has a history with corporates, so... Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting. So Brunhilda, she, she uh, comes up to you, and immediately you guys notice something very different about her. She has a pep to her step. She's happy. She's better than she's ever been before, because that gnawing injury that she's had from her from the Volkov's family circus back in the day her back got ruined she finally got that fixed thanks to the new influx of corporates that have come in uh give me one second here yes the so she lets you know about she, she's sitting down and you guys can obviously see let me get a cyber tech check from anybody that wants to do that and you can get some more information on her si new cyberware. Sprocket has no tech awareness whatsoever. <laughs> a little bit about cars, but I just think she might be like, run, run Spitfire smashed it. <laughs> we both did pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> like grandma, like grandson. Yep. Yeah, we both we both sort of like co look over at the same time and we're like we, talking chop with each other. Yes, yeah, so you guys are yeah, go. Mylar bone reinforcement? I don't know. That looks like a little bit it looks like that, but updated, you know what I mean? Like it's just uh, really twenty forty five. And if you guys take a look into chat, that is the information. She has some Valenti cybernetics, custom gold trimmed, white pearl, smooth like milk. Spine, hips, legs, everything has been replaced. Easily worth 15,000 eddies. Anti-theft biolock. I mean, this is top-of-the-line, top-of-the-line luxury cyberware. Br Brimhilda, sorry. Pardon, 
Pardon me, did how much did you fork out for this, if you don't mind me asking? Nothing, nothing, my little boy. Nothing. These corporates well, they come here. You, who, who did you you knock over for it then? Oh please, grandma, you know we are a little bit old of age. We don't knock over people anymore. At least I hope you don't. But Well, you know, depends if they get in my way. I didn't have to schmooze she anybody. People over. Exactly. She only lifts them up in big circus fashion. And hey, check this out. And she picks up the uh, giant keg with one hand and puts it over her shoulder. And she says, I still got it. Oh. <laughs> I think like a, a Spitfire is if, um, if uh, Wax is, you know, roughly in the vicinity, he might just quickly sidle over, almost, you know, shoulder to shoulder, but facing the other way, just so he can, he can like, kind of just whisper over. Uh, so that gear there is worth about 15,000, and Brunhilde played absolutely nothing for it. Yeah, she didn't pay yet. Good right. point, good point. Brunhilde begins to let you guys know about exactly how it went down. This new influx of corporates came in, and we all know who Brunhilde is. She's a beacon of, of positivity and hope and love, and she was just another way that these corporates felt like this is their new home. So they all pooled their money together and just they couldn't stand seeing her limp and, and move around the way she did, especially with her stories and the way that she made them feel. They all chipped their money together and didn't just replace parts. They enhanced parts and got her the top of the top of the line stuff. I mean, if she walks around on the streets, people are going to be like, whoa, what the hell? Is that a Valenti? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be careful is... while you walk around with that. Very amazing. Does that mean, Brunhilde, that you can do old trick Papa said that that you would be able to pick up, like, th- car in hand and spin around. Can you do that again? Oh, Cartofil, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Oh, I... please, Brunhilda, I have never seen, I only heard. I mean, and she looks up, and as you can see <laughs> in, this, in this photo, there is, like, a vehicle on the top of the bar right there. It's literally like half of a vehicle. It has the engine in it and everything, so it's fairly heavy. It's at least like 2,500 pounds, something like that. And she says, maybe... Ow, what the hell? Give me one second. She gets, jumps up on top of the bar, leaps on top of it, digs two of her hands into the front bumper, and you see her hands kind of like go through the the framing of of this car and immediately you guys start hearing her pull this thing out it's crunching it's making horrendous metal crunching noises and why don't i get a a load-bearing car is it let me get a perception check from you guys or an engineering check uh (laughs) yeah hopefully this doesn't mean the whole thing comes crashing down (laughs) What would I do engineering, like basic tech? Uh, you could do basic tech, or just do a perception, either one. Rolling rocks, sincerely. Uh, can I use my, can I use my vehicle tech, specifically? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can. Or only just tech? The vehicle tech will let you know exactly how much it weighs, and you could probably put it together. Okay, so, um, Sprocket- 16. 
you're seeing it and you're like, you're thinking, is that a good idea, actually? You're not too sure. Grandma, you're out, you're also not too sure. It's not your area of expertise, you know, load-bearing cars. Um, but Wax, Wax and Spitfire, it, you guys see that it's obviously connected to something really important. There's like lug nuts and screws that are like coming off. That entire ceiling there will come down with that car, 100%. And uh, she's just uh, pulling. Uh, no, no, that's not Brunda, fantastic idea. No, I, I, I can no. do it. I can do it. Wait. Uh, hey, Brumhilda. No. Why don't you just Stop. do it with me instead? I'm very heavy, and it will be just as fun. I think, Brumhilda, like, stop. Spitfire will try and scramble up on the table just to, like, try and put some resistance against me, like, try and point out where, look, that's connected to that, and that goes down, and then all bad things happen. Uh, she takes a look and she goes, oh, I'll be damned. You're right. She pushes it back in and like kind of just crunches it back in. And now it's like permanently dented. The lights are broken on that car, (laughs) but it looks like it'll hold. Hopefully. I don't like that. Hopefully. Well, I guess maybe uh, this, these circus tricks are uh, in the past, maybe, and not in bars. Yeah, maybe. maybe we should do them outside, not inside. Rocket, that was your idea, after yeah. all. <laughs> yes, maybe, no, maybe so. I... <laughs> yes, maybe we find other car that is not attached to building. Yeah, the it's big, big not right now. <laughs> skyscraper kind of building that we all live in. Yeah, let's not. Uh... Yes. Let's not do it's that. It's very cool. So it was my you've mistake. You got a lot. You're walking around with a lot there. Like, they haven't asked you for anything. They haven't asked you whether they, you know, want to want you to do any favors for them. No, Mister Candlewax. No, they will never tell me these kinds of things. I ask them: You want money? You want free ticket to the show next year? Or you want some free drink at my cantina? They don't say anything to me. They just want to give me new cyberware. And I'm not going to say, no, I have pain in this one and pain in this one. They take it away. What can I say? Uh, Look, in my experience, and this is a lot of experience we're talking here, nothing, and I mean nothing, comes free. Yeah. You think that they'll be wanting something from Brunhilde back? I'm I'm just saying, you know, everybody wants something, Sprocket. You don't get through this life without repercussions, you know. Corpos can flip, though. We have, we do know this. Well, they have not flipped yet for us. They only just dislike us. (laughs) I would like them to flip from not shooting at us. (laughs) We've had that. (laughs) It would be good. We've seen that before. Ones who've shot at us flip. I don't know, Brunhilda. I'm I'm happy for you, but I don't like it. I understand. She gives you one of her signature chuckles. (laughs) I understand, Spitfire. But I'm feeling good. Maybe these corporates, they turn a new... How you say the word? Turn a new... Leaves? Oh, yes. That's that's better. That's better than mine. (laughs) Thank you, Cartofield. Yes, they turn the new leaves, and maybe they're different when they join the dreamers. Dreamers. Yeah. Yeah, we've. They want to be joining. All of these corporate corporates who are coming to you are wanting to be joining heaven. 
Yes, this is what happened. It's there's so many of them they come in. It's one, then two, then twenty, then thirty, and Dreamland, you know, Dreamland says it's okay to have them in. Who are we to say Dreamland is incorrect? Maybe they know something we don't. Well, I think there is strength in numbers, but I think we have to maintain healthy suspicion. I've I've been around longer than any of you, and I know that there's always snakes amongst the uh, amongst the grass. Spitfire himself has kind of gone a little bit introspective. He's sitting cross-legged now on the bar of the table. He's just come down from trying to keep the car up, and he's just sharing a look with Grandma, which is trying to meant to encapsulate that that their family history with corpse and just he just has this he just got that sinking feeling that distrust like that's 15 grand that's just yeah we're on the level we're on the same level here we don't like it either of us yeah Yeah. but he knows that he's not going to get real he can't he can't say any more than he has like and especially around sprocket i think as well he doesn't want to unnecessary well he doesn't want to alarm sprocket we don't don't, he doesn't want to infer that something bad could happen to brunhilde We've done yeah. enough to, to like, uh, kill the buzz. So, uh, yeah, I guess the two of us are like, nah, okay. And as, like, you guys are having this conversation, up walks uh, a female uh, Beta Tech Corp IT, ex-Beta Tech Corp IT. She, I mean, she has her badge. Like, she just left the corporation and walked in maybe today. <laughs> and she right. walks up to you all and she says, excuse me, are you... Are you part of the original dreamers that started heaven? Well, I've been here since uh, near the beginning, yeah. Brunhilde says, I'm only old. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I've only been here for a short time from coming from Family Circus, but uh, now is my new home. I am. um... But I am not old at all I'm sorry, in um, either sense you would be who my name is Mars thank you so much uh your name you can call me spitfire spitfire Tell and grandma. sprocket volkov grandma Spo- sprocket sprocket volkov okay and uh and she points to you, wax sup sup very nice to meet oh oh sorry i <laughs> I didn't. I thought your name was Sup. Uh, Fine. Walk up to her and like look at her badge. Yep. And just like pick it off. Oh, I'm so. It's. (laughs) You want to be a dreamer, huh? I'll be honest with you. It's part of my uniform. I'm used to wearing this every day. I put it on every morning, and look at me. I put it on in the morning. As a dreamer, you can wear Uniform. whatever the hell you want, and you won't need this anymore. I just chuck it behind me. Wax is uniform like costume? Yeah, it is like a costume. You you struck a nerve by saying that. You can definitely tell something struck a nerve when you said costume. I think we've all oh. been putting on a costume for quite some time now, and I know that it's hard. I overheard your conversation, and I know it's hard to trust us, and you shouldn't trust us as we worked for corporations, but I just want you all to know that I'm very grateful that you took me in. I can't speak for everybody else, but I'm absolutely grateful that you've given me this opportunity to change my life. And I think this is a place I can call home. All right. Well, one of the first things you got to do is lose that corpo shit. 
uh, make it a, make it a little individual. Yeah, you're not you're not your corporation anymore, so you need to stop wearing that sort of garbage. Uh, and Wax will pick up what uh, Grandma threw away, uh, the badge. You have one Beta Tech you Corp badge. <laughs> you, you seem sad when talking about costumes. In circus, costumes were very fun. Maybe we can put some epaulots on you, things on the shoulders, and some tassels. And oh, maybe uh, we can start with. Um, can she get like Vlad to kind of like tear up the shoulders? <laughs> And like make it like an epaulet so that it's like kind of stringy shoulder so looks as, a bit grungy. As you're saying these things, she says, Yeah, that would be you know, that would be nice. And then you brought up Vlad and you pull out Vlad. And why don't you roll me a D <laughs> a D six uh evens, she's terrified of rats, odds, she's not. Ah, I have a um coin for that. Oh yeah, coin. So, Let's do it. Whatever one yeah. which what's what? Tell me what's what. Uh, the, the squid is, um, uh, evens. Okay. And then one is odds. Okay, so ter squid is terrified, we'll say. Uh, Makes on. sense. It's been a while since I've flipped a Squids coin. Squids are scary. Uh. <laughs> What'd we say so one was? squid is scary. One, one she's, she's, she's cool fine. with it, and she looks and says, Oh my god, is that your pet? And... Yes, well, he's more like an advisor and close friend. And uh, yes, uh, almost like uh, brother to me. His name is Vlad, after my great great grandfather and his father and his father's father. We have uh, a lot of Vlads in family. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's that's he nice. His own, he has his own blog on the Dreamscape. You should check it out. He put he wears many funny costumes. Is why he knows a lot about clothes. Wax will try and catch this woman's eye and do a, a like a eye gesture of it's fine she's not she's kind of crazy but not dangerous the kind of like she's definitely looking for that from somebody from somebody please like tell me like this isn't a psychopath that's gonna cut me into pieces yeah. wax gives her that it's cool don't worry she's not gonna hurt you uh, uh, nice to meet you vlad nice to meet you it's it's a pleasure to meet such a celebrity Oh, Vlad, did you hear that? You're getting famous around here. We need to up your rates on your dreamscape side. <laughs> uh, but if you ever catch a glimpse okay. of uh, Sprocket's car, you might want to take your fashion advice from Wax. Oh, sure. I think car looks very good. <laughs> sure. It's individual, which is the point I'm making. You gotta, Mouse, you gotta find your own thing here. You're not a Zeta Tech employee anymore, and you're only a dreamer if you can be yourself while you're amongst us. All right. I've just had a, a terribly attractive person. Uh, she's middle of the Come road. Middle of the road. <laughs> Asking the, quest the right Here questions. Right. Nah, it's fine. She's an office. <laughs> she's an office eight. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Uh, Waxel approach. Which means, what, a city three? <laughs> a city six. An office eight is a city six. Um, she's a work wife. Is Spitfire the only one with a partner? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yes. Wax will approach her and in an effort of like, in a very cool, uh, confident, he'll find a button where she's done. I pr presume the corpo outfit is quite tight. It's quite... Yeah, she's wearing uh, like a corporate outfit. Suit, uh, business suit, pants suit, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. 
well, he'll find like I'm worried either, people can't see my eyebrows. Uh, he'll find like a <laughs> neckerchief or like a top button and just undo it or like loosen it slightly and be like, see. Okay, why don't you roll me a uh, what? Sexy. Roll me a sexy we'll check. <laughs> sexy check. Uh, some um, kind of empathy check. Um, do you want a a personal grooming role? Yes. Or would you like a um. Yeah, is that a, a cool... wardrobe and style? I like that. I like wardrobe oh, and style. Oh. Personal grooming. Either one of those is good. I'll go with wardrobe and style okay. in an effort to uh, make her feel good. Nice, nice. Mm. Ooh, Ooh, crushed it! Ooh. Absolutely, Ooh. dude. Damn. You see her. You are married. You now. see her glow wax. <laughs> Definitely, uh, she. She gives you this, like, feeling that she probably didn't think she ever had a chance with you. And then now, like, she thinks that she might have a chance with you. She didn't see you in that light. And then now that you're, like, spending this extra attention on her, she is, like, over the moon about it. You you said your name was Wax? (laughs) Yeah. He'll lean in and just, like, tuck a piece of hair behind her ear. uh, Could I say... I was going to make an offer that, like, maybe you could, like, look at her suit for a second, undo a button, and then just, like, rip off her sleeves. So now she's just got, like, a a cool vest instead. Like a punky vest. She's, like, ripped. And she's, like, ripped underneath, right? I'm just just (laughs) working in my own head now. (laughs) Hey, corpse have fancy gyms, I would imagine. Mm. I think, like, Spitfire will, because Spitfire is still kind of right near Grandma, he'll just say... Look, I, I know his name is Wax, but she seems to be the one that's melting right now. Oh. <laughs> I, th- I think Can he'll I definitely roll? he'll definitely find, like, I think if she's got, like, one of those, like, quite tight pencil skirts, he'll just rip up a, the, the slit up the side. That's, that's the big move. All right, you nice. do that, this and real... the crowd in there really liked it. <laughs> they love her new I, look. I... We'll make a punk out Can of the yeah. <laughs> Yeah, can I roll human perception to see if I can tell if they're flirting? Oh, yeah, for sure. I remember you failed this hardcore in Feed the Beast. This is great. You, <laughs> you have no idea. You think you think wax is just like her uh, her like uh, fashionista <laughs> muse or stylist or something oh. like that. You think that's He's a technique? Cool you, yeah, Sprocket thinks like, oh, that's like a normal technique like to do for your friend. Yeah. That's what friends do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's gonna try it on another corpo. Gonna say this is this is what uh, this is what Vlad does for my clothes always. Is what friends do for friends. <laughs> She's uh, uh, dumbfounded by this, by the way. Wax will say, "I'm sure we'll, uh, you know, I'll see you around. Don't be a stranger." <sighs> Uh, she can't, she can't, like, she has a frog in her throat when you say that. Uh, yes, um, I'll see you around, Wax. I, I, I have to be going. And thank you, okay. thank you to, uh, thank you for making this place home. I'm home, I'm not home. I'm, thank, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I have to go now. <laughs> And Wax, could you Wax, could you go one day without chatting someone up at the bar? Uh, it's not a day if I don't do that. I don't know what that means. How do you chat someone up? And also, what is chatting someone down? And can you go side to side? Uh, Grandma, you, need, you, need to, you need to stretch first if you're going to go side to side. 
Um, uh, thank you, X. You're, <laughs> you're always so nice to me. <laughs> Sprocket, do not do that with anyone. Just I don't think I'm ready to have the birds and the bees conversation with her right now, to be honest. <laughs> and how babies is made. <laughs> <laughs> Vlad showed me. You go into circus tent and then oh no, Vlad did Wax show me. Wax is not he... interested in making babies, I assure you. No. Oh, it's shame. Uh, they would be very pretty babies. Oh, the earth, the you know, Night City in heaven would be blessed by my children, but like, Ugh. oh, I, I, have, I, I don't want to do that. That's too much responsibility. I have no doubt that there are just a thousand wax babies throughout Night City right now. They are. <laughs> give it 10, He's 20 careful. years, they'll all pop up. Oh, God. I sh- I, if no, anyone wax, wants wax to run a game those, uh, as wax babies. And as you guys are as you guys are pondering about Wax's uh, <laughs> bloodline and him leaving a legacy, you the screen the, birds, the bees exactly the screen in the bar that has been showing the latest WNS news abruptly changes, and Dreamland comes on and says. Can I get Grandma Sprocket, Spitfire, and Wax at floor 61? Thank you. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Uh, and sure. it goes back to the news. Wax will head out. Thank you very much. Head in there. It doesn't say a word to the other three. Just, he just goes. Well, oh, duty call. I come, Vlad. We must go. Wait up, Wax. You never, you never tell us when you're going. Jeez. So rude. So, just common knowledge, you guys know that floor 61 is previously inhabited. It's one of the abandoned floors or under construction floors in heaven. So, these are like the floors that they, we, you guys just haven't gotten to yet to try to use the space for something. And uh, it is awfully strange that Dreamland wants to meet you there. But nevertheless, so Dreamland wants like to. We're, we're into like the lifts and it's just the four of us. Mm-hmm. Can I bring out my agent and, and contact Dreamland and, and ask what this might be about? Yeah, absolutely. Grandma, how can I help you? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering what the public summons was all about. We're going to an unused floor near the top. Yes, I'm sorry for that. I'm still trying to work on uh, how I deal with... Uh with you all uh i'm just wanted to get you guys along and wanted to use as much discretion as possible that's why i have this cheery voice hold on let me turn this program off yes i need you to come to floor 61 because we do have something of importance that i think only you will be able to take care of you spitfire wax and sprocket See you on okay, floor 61. Well, uh, my suspicions aren't any less aroused, but I guess uh, we'll find out when we get there. All will be revealed. Come to, or is, or is too super secret for his little ears? Well, is that, is this, um, can we hear this conversation, or is this just for... Yeah, is I, it on, I, so oh, I brought yeah. up on my agent, I have it on speaker. Like, I'm right. not see, having a secret Go. conversation with, right. with awesome. Dreamland. Grandma's a bit older. She needs to, like, bring her agent... <laughs> Yeah. She just like has it playing out loud because she can't like fucking read yeah. it. <laughs> Holds it at arm's length while I was reading glasses. Yeah, for you, <laughs> for you guys, for you guys, definitely. Uh, Dreamland is acting Zoom oddly. 
I mean, Dreamland is acting definitely a little bit out of the ordinary. It's kind of strange to have like these personalities and things that yeah, it's they experiment. don't usually do this kind of direct address stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. They don't do stuff like this usually. So this is very strange to you guys. But nevertheless, would you go on to floor 61? Yeah, curiosities. So Definitely I think we're all me. together. Yeah, we're all together. Sprocket trusts in her friends and trusts that they can kind of like handle whatever, you know, life throws at them. She might say to like Vlad to stay stay in the pouch just in case he's not safe and uh, do not make peep. I hear you. I can hear you in there. Shush, mister. Hey, uh, Grammar, you, um, you've been here longer than any of us. You, you're making the call. This seemed weird to you? This hasn't happened before? Yeah, I mean, uh, Dreamland runs on an AI, but, uh, it's always chosen to be impersonal in the past because that's, uh, it's like a, a better way of kind of staying in the background and just having an organizational role. Switching personalities, addressing us individually rather than just sending us a message. It's a little unusual, but I mean, AI is not exactly my specialty. Maybe the corpos have influenced somehow, just like the influx of them. Maybe it's trying to be more personable. Personable? Maybe it could could be a nice thing. I don't Uh, know. Maybe robots are, you know, wanting to be friends too. Yeah. She doesn't know enough about AIs and tech to it's, know if that's always, even a possibility. From personal experience, you kind of don't want your AI to be too much like anyone you would actually ever know. Worse still, if it tries to be like someone you would know. But hey, that's just my opinion, man. So let's go Didn't check this. Didn't Wax make his AI yeah, dad into agent? That seems pretty personable to me. She's whispering like she's trying to whisper, but we're also in an elevator. So yeah, like wax continue. Agent's AI is pretty limited. It's more of an incremental learning program than it is in a full AI personality. Yeah. yeah. Does that make any sense to you, Sprocket? I mean my agent was What do I have to my agent was my <laughs> What do I have to roll for so... that? That'll be electronics to understand. Yep. That. Electronics <laughs> tech. <laughs> <laughs> I think by uh, this is all happening as we're going up the elevator as well. So we're, yep, we're, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dreamland's always uh. been egalitarian in the way it organizes jobs and suggests the division of resources. So I mean, it's done yeah. goodbye oh, so far. You know, well, there were basic tech or problems. just no electronics. It's an advanced tech. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't have that, so I'm just going to roll a d10. Okay, and then I just add your tech ability. Ten. Ooh, roll another ten. Oh, I think that was ten in total. <laughs> oh, is it, or is it ten no, no, total? Ten total. Oh, it's okay, not a, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. She. No idea. Um, uh, maybe will come to me later. Yeah, I'll send you a date. <laughs> AIs will learn. Thank They'll you. grow. Let's see what this one's learned and grown. Okay. Yeah. All right. Are you guys ready now to Ooh. reach the sixty-first floor? All right, you reach the 61st floor and out of the lifts or the elevators, the hallway goes down and you're seeing a blue glow coming around the corner of the hallway and it's just like a a pulsing blue glow from around the corner. I am going to draw my pistol. Very well. 
Yeah. Call it a hunch. I've been around a while. I don't like this. Yeah. Um. Wondering whether I can... pistol. Just in case. Yeah, I don't think Sprocket would have her like her um either her sledgehammer or shotgun. Shotgun, but I think she she might have her um uh her heavy uh SMG. Okay. I was going to say there's there's debris. There is like debris and rebar around you from like parts of the building that have crumbled. So if you want to make like some kind of uh uh, some weapon really? out of something. Yeah, I'd like a two, 3d6 weapon from Rebar, I would say is cool. I would say it's probably fair that um that Spitfire wouldn't have his crossbow on him, but he does have his heavy pistol. So he would just... He'll take Grammar's lead on this one. If if Grammar's got a hunch that something's gone bad, he's the last person that's going to be trustworthy as well. So yeah, he'll, he'll kind of pull his heavy pes- pistol from his camo jacket and just have it at the red. Yeah, I like the fact that just because it's the dark feature, we all have at least like a small weapon with us. (laughs) Even when you're home. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Like she walks, she walks out with her badge. We walk out with a gun on the holster, right? Yeah. SMG is like pocket gun. It just, it it goes with everything. Uh, But I might also like take a strip off, uh, like of rebar, like just kind of separate it and just have like something melee-ish, just in case. Got it. You know, if anything else, she can always, like, ditch it. <laughs> uh, John, John, just curious, what time of day is it? Is it day or night? It's nighttime. Uh, it's definitely nighttime. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And maybe can, can, maybe as seven we, in as the evening. Advance, cool. As we advance towards the glow, can, can I make a, some sort of perception check or... or um, yeah, you want to do a... I pers- my grandson is is the most perceptive of it. Yeah, do you want to... Are you listening for footsteps? Are you listening yeah, for yeah, breathing yeah. patterns or something like that? Yeah, we definitely, like, is there an ambush? Is sure. Roll me, roll me uh, your perceptions. 17. 17, okay. Anybody else want to roll? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in as well. Okay. Same. Uh, yeah, no, no, actually, I won't. Never mind. Okay. I don't think I have rolled under a 20 today, so <laughs> Well, just wait till combat comes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You wait. You're using I'm all not... your good rolls now. So, uh, <laughs> no, you never are. Spitfire, Flatty. Spitfire, and Grandma. As far as you know, you can't even hear any sign of a human being or living organism around that corner. You just hear the hum, this ma- machinery-style hum around the corner. I think, um, yeah. Spitfire almost, he won't say anything, but, you know, he, he knows that even sometimes no noise is not super great, but it's this one of those instances where this is not a flaw that gets used. Everything about this is it's weird. weird. So they just have to expect weird. Yeah, okay. and we're letting a lot more people in these days. Mm-hmm. It used to be like you would know everyone in heaven, but now there's a lot of more, lot more like unfamiliar faces around. So. Yep. Yep. I guess we're going in like. <laughs> yeah, I think. By the so way, I have. Grandma is a very heavy pistol, so she has like she from under her nomad jacket. She oh, pulls I love like that. And cannon. <laughs> I Just love like it. Long barrel. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. So. Tell, let me know when you turn the corner. Now. <laughs> Roll initiative. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Headshot. 
You turn the corner and you enter an empty room with blue hex panels in the floor, ceiling, and walls. The panels come to Someone's life. Someone's been gaming in here. <laughs> the panels come to life as they illuminate the room in a blue glow. And a blue-tinted female figure appears in the middle of the room. It's a holographic projection that is a near-perfect copy of a human being. The projection looks like a short-haired woman dressed in a form-fitting blue spandex one-piece. A modulated voice proclaims, Hey, dreamers. It's me, Dreamland. I'm sorry. Some I'm sorry. I'm trying something new here. I didn't mean to startle you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, no problem. Who built this? I've been working on this myself. How? But you you don't... don't have hands. Well, we've got a some... Of, uh... I'm sure a bunch of dreamers probably just chipped in and didn't really, you know... They were just being coordinated, right? Well, you are guessing correctly, Wax. We have had a new influx of corporates, and besides the fact I'd like to hear your opinions on that. But they did help and chipped in for this, and that's why I am able to speak to you in this way. Cool. I'm, I'm sorry, just to be clear, this whole thing right here is corporate funded? Mm, I believe technically it would be, but they are no longer corporates according to my calculations. Cool. Do you do you huh. like being like this dreamland? I know that maybe technology can't like things, but I don't know. What do you think about being a being now? Is it nice? We are stress testing this AI right now. I am not programmed <laughs> to feel emotions such as liking or hating things. I am only programmed to make sure that the inhabitants of heaven are properly taken care of. And that is exactly what I've done with this hollow lab. It is in its oh, so, beta form. So, I like what it. is good about it exactly? What helps protect heaven? She walks towards you and says, Well, now we can connect. And the, the AI holographic projection puts its hand up like this in front of you, hoping that you'd connect. Hi, hands. Your, your hand goes straight through the projection. Mm. <laughs> I am limited in my capacity. Oh, yes, I forgot you are a computer. Look, <laughs> um, this is all great, you know? This is, uh, this is, this is wonderful, and it's really aesthetically pleasing. But, uh, you talk about your purpose here. What are we doing here, exactly? Well, I'm glad that you asked me that. The problem is, with our new influx of corporates, according to my manifest, Two are missing, and they haven't shown in quite some time. Who would that? How recent arrivals were they? They were one of the first to come in, one of the first wave of corporates that were joining us. And as dreamers themselves, their safety is our priority. So who right. are these? Who are these uh, missing people? Yeah. What he said. First, Garvey Hammond. Missing Corpo. Contact listed. William Hammond. Brother. Currently in the ramen shop. On this floor. And then you can see it pop up a, a mainframe, a wireframe uh, um, blueprint of heaven. And there's like a right in the middle of the room. It's like holographically projected in front of you. 
and it beeps and it shows you like a little spot where that ramen shop would be in heaven. Second missing corporate, Sierra Park. Contacts listed are Jenny Gower, friend, works at Purcell Farms, and Emmanuel Park, his husband, at home. Hmm. Sean, are you writing all of this down? I am. Fantastic. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing our agents will store this data for us. Let me put it in chat so you can copy paste if you want to. Uh, thank you so much. I just have <laughs> atrocious memory. Um, oh, great. I misspelled Garby. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, is it Harvey or Garvey? Because uh, uh, <laughs> it's going to be real embarrassing to mess so that up. So, Dreamland, you say they're missing. What, what differentiates them just going out on some sort of adventure or thing as opposed to them actually being missing. How do you know this is something to be pursued? We have assigned them work and according to their contacts and family members, they have not returned to their domiciles in quite some time. It leads us to worry. This hmm. worrying. Or the approximation of worrying, I guess. Yes. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. They, as they I said, I am limited in my capacity. Yeah, no, so, I understand the effort you're making to, to, to connect with us on that emotional level, though. It's pretty uh, it's pretty smart. Yes. Dreamland, but, uh, did, uh, did these people have anything in common? Other than being corpos, or ex-corpos, I suppose I should say. Uh, on screen pops up a RC logo that says Raven Cybernetics. They both worked for Raven Cybernetics. Can I? Do we know anything about Raven's Cybernetics? Can I do a, yeah. a roll for that? Yeah, and I'm going to give you a plus two, Spitfire, because you specifically would know more about them. And that would be a... Um, a streetwise or yeah. uh, general education. Yeah. So uh, Spitfire, he kind of cranes his neck as he studies the logo and just kind of searches his brain for what he knows about that particular corp. So at a plus two, that'll give you a 17. So that's yep. actually the same corporation that you went to that office building when you were uh, in the combat zone. That's that corporation uh, in one of the new combat zones is what I should say. So this is a company that has completely died out. It's no longer in Night City. And if these corporates are living in heaven it's because they have nothing to go back to and this they're all in when they're in heaven now oh right so this is a raven corp and uh hey you know that uh job i did last week where i took that turret and you know now we have a fancy new turret yeah that logo was all over that office building we actually had a few dead people. Well, booster gangs were dead. But the point is, that particular corp no longer exists. Yeah, there are former uh, cybernetic corp. Am I remembering corp. rightly? There were, sorry. You're right. There are cybernetic corp. I think we were going to say the same thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. Night City based though as well. So they wouldn't yeah. even have uh, branches elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Do you say there's also dead company? So why would anyone be coming back? Maybe someone, maybe someone who... Uh, you know, wants what they know. That can happen. Uh, do we happen yeah, to know they... what uh, what they did when they were working at Raven? Our records do not show any of that. They usually came with anonymity. 
and searching and dreamland is like going through database you're looking at dreamland going through files and databases we currently do not have any more information about raven cybernetics or its ex-employees that's cool it's dead makes well we don't have to start with their loved ones i guess yeah Let's hit up their contact. Forgive me, how how long ago was it that they were reported missing again? One moment, please. Garvey Hammond, missing a week and a half ago. Sierra Park, missing five days ago. Hmm. Right. right, and those are the only two. There's no one else that's... Is there anyone else out on assignment or anyone not in heaven that we can cross-reference as being from Ravencorp. I'm just trying to figure out if there's a third potential person that's going to go missing soon. According to our observations, they are the only two that are missing. Hmm. And there's stacks of Ravencorps because they're all fleeing from the company because it doesn't exist anymore. Like, they're trying to find, you know, safety. They're trying to find find heaven, man. So, like, I'm sure there's stacks of them. Dreamland, if there are uh, other people from Raven Corp that has uh, made their home here, can you maybe just keep a, a bit more attention to them? You know, if any of them go out, we want to make sure this sort of thing doesn't happen again. I'd rather focus on two people rather than a, a, a blamange of more. You know what I mean? Certainly, we will create a subroutine to observe Raven Cybernetics ex-employees more closely. All right. right. Well, let's, uh, Who let's is find we? these two. We, as in Dreamland. Is that Dreamland. also you, Dreamland? Yes, I uh, am many. It's very confusing. It's a whole thing. Again, I'll send you a data packet. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we should go talk to their families. We, uh, the, the longer we wait, the longer they are missing. We have, uh, we have, we have two missing people and there's four of us. We want to, you know, just do two groups of two and maybe get as much information as we can from these people. It saves time. Possibly. I mean, I'm thinking Grandma, uh, Grandma, and I can maybe hit up Garvey Hammond over here, and the two of you can go hit up Sierra Park, see what we can find out. Yeah, I do need a. Sure. Uh, that Raymond is Raman is really good. So, uh, well, there, there's three. The contacts we've got. There's three contacts. We got Jenny, we got Emmanuel, and we got William. That's true. So I, I you know. It, I think if one person, it's probably better if we all do it together. It will allow us to cross-reference things as we discover information, or maybe there's some inconsistencies in what's been happening recently. You know, it'll it'll allow us to detect anomalies or patterns rather than having to collate all of that when we all come together. Using our agents. Yeah, but there's nothing like that. I mean, if we we use our agents, we can do that together, and this way we save time instead of all having to go from one-to-one-to-one. I just feel like we got the manpower and the, sorry, the person, people power. We may as well, you know. And threat power. That's true. If you would well, like, like, I I, said, I could be able to contact them in the same way that I contact you. Well, to bring to them here. Bring them all here. Or wherever you'd like. Yeah, that's I probably, mean, if, I mean, if that's you can get them all to talk to that ramen shop, we can all find a little table there and have a bit of a chat ski. I am kind of hungry. Very well. Who would you like me to contact? If you can uh, contact Jenny oh? Jenny and uh, Emmanuel and get them to come meet us along with William at the ramen shop. He's, is William still there, I'm assuming? Searching, 
Yes, William is in the premises. He is currently eating at the ramen shop. Searching. All right. Jenny Gower, working at Purcell Farms. Searching. Emmanuel Park, on scavenger duty, about to leave. Well, could you ask we Emmanuel to tweaked. stick around a bit longer? To let him know that uh, someone's on the case of uh, of his husband, and uh, uh, hopefully that'll uh, put a no, priority on it. Let's just bring him back. Let's not talk about why. Let's just okay, bring him sure, in. Sure, sure, yeah. Out of character, I think he would he would know what it's about. I mean, his husband oh, is yeah, missing. Yeah. I, I trust that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think so. We're we're asking that that um, the others, everyone knows to come to the ramen shop, and that yeah. we're going to have a big meeting there. Very I think well. this is actually the best solution because it's very like it's the, the most open, co cooperative way of doing it. Right? Yeah. It's the most dreamer way of doing things. For yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah. Messages have so been sent. So we can have meal. Yes, and the ramen is really, really top notch. Arm wrestling has made me very hungry. Uh, yeah, it always I'm does. Feeling huh? bit faint. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll meet them there at the ramen shop. Let's go. Okay. And you feeling okay there, Spitfire? I know you have a bit of a thing for holograms. Hey, I'm 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 the only one of us that's taken. But um, oh, you mean as a as a, an, an antagonistic thing? Sorry, I thought you were talking about. No, uh, I, I remember you going gaga out of any uh, hollow projectors when you were younger. Look, grammar. You I thought you might have a techno stories. hard on. Grammar, can we maybe not do this in front sorry, of? Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Grandma, will you please tell me many stories about young Spitfire? Oh, I've got, I've got a few dozen. Yeah, let, uh, don't worry about. Oh, it. look at that! We have to go to the ramen shop. Let's go. <laughs> we all pile into the elevator and start making our way. Uh, sure, you do there. that. You make your way yeah. to the ramen shop, and it is actually near the forge area. And that's why you can hear hammering and scavenging as people are going through tech. And the ramen shop is a perfect spot for the scavengers and techs that are working on some of the old technology to come and get a load off, get some good food before they go back to work and help the, the inhabitants of heaven. And sitting with a full belly and confused is William Hammond as uh, Sierra Park's contacts have not um, arrived yet. Cool, we beat them there. Um, uh, William? Yes, William? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, are we, am I supposed to talk to you? I got some kind of message from Dreamland. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're yes. uh, looking at uh, talking about uh, Garvey. Your brother. Yeah, that's what I thought it'd be about. Sure, what do you want to ask me? Can we, uh, you know, sit down, eat and talk? We're kind of a bit famished, you know? Yeah, please do. I think if, 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 if the booth is big enough, we're all kind of slide around. <laughs> I like the thing yeah. it's just like scattered tables again. We can just pull a few tables yeah. together. It's definitely a hodgepodge. Tables together. Yeah, it's, there's no rhyme or reason <laughs> to like the tables or chairs. They're just all like kind of out there. And these are like blue collar people that are working here. So the ramen shop, they just like, they pick up buckets and flip them and sit on them and eat and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, milk crate city. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, we uh, are... Is it William or a Will? Uh, they call me Billy. Oh, okay, Billy. Uh, we're waiting for a couple other people. There's uh, 
uh, another person uh, like your brother's gone missing and uh, Dreamland thinks that we could help find them for you or for for them I guess yeah I hope Dreamland's right I mean I've been here since the beginning and uh, my brother was working for one of the what is it Raven some bullshit and uh, when they went down he called me looking for a place to stay and you know Dreamland said that they would take them in and uh, haven't seen them in a while now did your uh, did your brother talk about why Raven closed down? What was the reason that? Because this thing no longer exists apparently, and I have no idea why. Yeah, just another victim of the fourth corporate war. Well, it's been yeah, it's the best of decades for everybody. Did uh did you know what he worked on or what he did when he was there? To be honest with you, I haven't got a clue. Shipping, import, something like that. He worked with boxes. Okay. Sure. Yeah, cool. Do you know what he's been up to since he came to heaven? Yeah, he said he was going to try to find a job here, but uh, I don't know how that panned out. We honestly haven't been talking recently, and we kind of left it on that note. Any reason you guys weren't talking? Yeah, just... It's stupid. It's just they, these corporates, they just can't let go of their old ways sometimes, you know, and maybe it's just growing pains and we just butt heads. He's my brother. We've always butt heads. Did he have any friends or any uh, old mates that or, or, or corpo friends that he'd catch up with? Believe it or not, it was really cutthroat working at Raven. They didn't make any friends working there. Everybody was out for each other's job. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Can you me what kind of man was Garvey in disposition in uh, don't inclination say was, Rocket, don't say don't say was eh, oh, he's uh, uh he's very confused by the way that a 16 year old girl is like investigating uh <laughs> what's going on and there's like an old lady and then two really good looking young guys yeah yeah and yes so can you tell me what is nature of Garvey but also would you like some more ramen I'm going to order I'm uh, I'm I'm full. Thanks. I just ate. And as you guys are, before you could answer, you see what seems to be Jenny Gower and Emmanuel Park. Emmanuel has like a big pack and weapons and stuff on him. Like he was ready to go, and he was interrupted. And uh, he's the first to say, "Are we supposed to meet with you guys here?" This is the table. Grab a seat. Yes, and do you want some ramen? I'm just about to order. No, I, I gotta go. So, okay, what is well, it? Uh, it's about Sierra. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He's gone. I. That's why I wanted to go. I want to get my mind off of this fucking bullshit. And he, right. kind, of, he kind of gets emotional. Emmanuel, it's cool, man. We're trying to find out what's happened and we're trying to build like a picture so we can we can figure out what happens and and hopefully reunite you two here here's the way to break it down since everyone's already here and he points to william your brother garvey and he looks over at jenny and emmanuel and uh your loved one sierra both worked for raven both are now missing both within the last week and a half so we have been tasked with trying to figure out what the fuck is going on so really anything you can tell us about these people, what they were doing. Did they have any connection with each other that, you know, you said Raven was a bit of a cutthroat industry, but, you know. Say anything weird before they went out and, and didn't come back? 
And Garvey looks, uh, or sorry, William, uh, he looks and he says, like I said, he, Garvey didn't, I didn't know much about him. If he had enemies, I didn't, I don't know. We didn't, we weren't on talking terms. And then Jenny Gower, the friend of uh, Sierra Park, chimes in and she says, well, I'll tell you something about Sierra. He was a good man. He was a very good man and had no enemies. I'm telling you, he had no enemies. So if you sure about that? Human perception. Is that true? Roll it. He thinks the lady doth protest too much. I mean, we're lovely Unlike people. Like my grandson, have... I know what they <laughs> Yeah. Like, we're lovely and we have shit tons of enemies. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Grandma, Grandma, you can tell she's kind of a young lady uh, on the younger side and you're really reading naivety coming from her. Right, so it's like, she's like, oh, he... he... He shouldn't have enemies. Yeah, exactly. Not knowing, uh, well, working mm. in the coming from a corporate world, I'm sure as lovely as he was, he would have stepped on a few toes here and there, made someone jealous, made a rival. It's just the nature of things when you move in those circles. Um, We've had to do a lot of good stuff that will help everyone in heaven and bring lots of happiness and joy. But in process, obviously, some people are on different sides and uh, wanted to shoot us. So good people can have, you know, step on people's footsies. Is there anyone that you know he was in contact with at all, friend or enemy? And uh, Emmanuel puts his hand on the table, his cyber hand on the table, and he says, if I knew, I would be doing something about it. Not getting my mind off of it. And let me get a cyber tech roll from anybody that wants to take a look at this cyber arm. Oh, of course. If he's throwing that, that metal arm on the table, that's going to be the first thing that Spitfire looks at. That was a it's cyber tech roll? attached to yep. him. He's not throwing it. Just chucks it in my face. Hits me in the cheek. <laughs> now, that's okay. one way to use a cyber arm I've never thought you, of. You, you have more up-to-date <laughs> knowledge than I do. Yeah. Okay, he's so... Kidding. Wax Back in and... Back cyber Wax arms. and... <laughs> Wax and uh, Spitfire, you guys can tell uh, there's something special about this cyber arm. He's definitely doing a good job of hiding it. His coat jacket is really long and covering like over half of his palm. But when he put his hand on the table, it revealed more of the cyberware. And this is a high luxury cyberware. It's more luxury than it is utilitarian. Hey, uh, Emmanuel. Where'd you, uh, where'd you get that cyber arm? He immediately uh, tucks it, uh, like pushes it back into its sleeve, and he says, "Sierra bought it for us. We got matching uh, cyberware. It was one. It was our anniversary gift." Where did she buy it from? She bought it from a night market. We both got it together. Here isn't easy to get hold of. No, it's do, not. Do you know uh, which fixer set up the market? He wouldn't tell me because I told him that we needed to take them back and I, I, I insisted that we don't do this, but he insisted that he wanted to use part of his severance from Raven Cybernetics to buy us this, this cyberware. Uh, Spitfire will we'll... look up at William and say, look, I know you said you weren't on talking terms with uh, Garvey, but... 
you see any new flashy work on him the last time you saw him? He uh, ponders about it and he says, You know, before he joined Raven, he did have a bad bum knee. I didn't see him limping. I don't know if he had some kind of luxury cyberware or anything special, but he definitely did something about his limp. Yeah, all right. He definitely got that fixed. All right. So, like... Go ahead. Go ahead. Do you think it would be okay if we checked out his living space? Yeah, have at it. Thanks. Before we we check out the living space, Emmanuel, can I have a look at that arm, please? Uh, he... Why don't you give me a persuasion? Persuasion! Ooh. It would be great to see if we can kind of... Hopefully you beat a 26. I got a 22. Ooh. Oh, so that good. was you. Oh, that was you. I thought that was Spitfire. Damn it. He, uh, he oh, pulls his hand back and he says, I've wasted enough time here. If you find any information on my husband, contact me. But for now, I've got to leave. The inf- but the information could be in your arm, Emmanuel. You don't. We need to know. You don't show me that we arm. We can. You're going to be wasting more time. He looks it's at you. It's all we have to go on. He looks at you and, and says, "I don't believe you. I don't believe that um, you can do anything. Well, I don't believe Dreamland can do anything. And I th- I'm beginning to think that this place is a scam. It's a sham." The big siege on Biotechnica? That was us. Bitfire James, he was hacking and cracking into who knows what. If anyone can see data from your arm, it's him. You gotta believe him. Look, I, I don't... I, let him go. I, I don't think... I think you're gonna burn some bridges if you keep pushing him. We'll burn bridges if we don't find Garfi and Sierra. Emmanuel, have a safe trip. Look after yourself. He says nothing, turns around, takes a few steps, turns back around, looks at your group, shakes his head, and and moves on. Uh, Sprocket, have you ever heard the phrase discretion is the better part of valor? Well... Uh, what is discretion, and also what is valor? Oh, God. Uh, sometimes <laughs> you just need to go gently with people, okay? Yeah. And Jenny. sometimes you need to go fucking hard. Jenny, can you uh, please show us? You're telling us... me two different things. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, can you please show you us soft, Sierra's, par- uh, Sierra's place? Do you know where? Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll take you to there. Thanks. Spitfire's Spitfire's in a foul mood. It's it's it, this is exactly what he hates. Is that people get in the way. He didn't need the person to do the talking, he just needed the arm to do the talking. Mm. So he felt like the others really blocked him there, and he's like, "That this could go so much easier. You don't know shit. <laughs> he's, it's definitely, you guys get a vibe oh. off of Emmanuel that he doesn't think that you guys are going to be able to find his husband, and he's questioning everything about heaven and the dreamers and whether this was just like some kind of stupid... A dream that you know no pun intended that never could ever come true yeah yeah i mean he's angry like emotional that makes you yeah that makes you sometimes not pleasant to be around but it's you know his loved one is gone yeah yeah let's check out this place yeah 
All right, Wait, you guys. No one wants ramen. ramen. I'm so hungry. There are people missing. Let's I go. Feel, I feel like I feel like as we're um, walking away from the tables, when the food gets served, we just have to like pull, block <laughs> it away. <laughs> just shoveling down the noodles. Anybody that wanted yes, ramen, deduct five eddies from your uh, total pocket <laughs> money. I did one. Well, they. Yeah, Spitfire was done. She can like. Can she like get it in a, t- a to go? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Cup. <laughs> so she's just as they're walking, she's like, mm, and I think it's really important that we get to the bottom of this. Uh, oh, Vlad is trying to get a bite. Really good. Vlad is trying to get a bite yeah. from his shoulder as well. Like he's nipping, he's eating some of the noodles. Hell yeah! Yep. We can have a little lady in the tramp, yeah. like end of the noodle, like mm, little red kisses. Mm. Make sure you uh, wash your mouth after after that, Vlad. <laughs> Who knows uh, where you've been? Jenny, I I, I don't want to uh, pry too much, but uh, it was everything okay between Emmanuel and, and Sierra? Then no problems or anything? Uh, she she says, well, between us, I think they were gonna get a divorce. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Right. Why do you uh, why do you think that? They've just been fighting a lot lately, and and Sierra's been telling me that, and they've been not not what it used to be. And I think they believed when they came here that things would change, but they had some deep, deep emotional hurdles to get across that I don't think that they were able to. Did uh, so they they fought about each other. There wasn't anything extra. Uh, not money or... No enemies, I'm telling you. Sierra's a good man. Oh, no. I, Who would hate I'm... him? I don't understand that. Jenny, with all due respect, I will tell you this. As much as you think you know someone, there's always one layer lower. Uh, we Some also have to people entertain... just want to... Oh, sorry. You'll go. We have to entertain the possibility that Night City's just just dangerous. And if they left the tower, you catch a stray bullet anytime. Uh, Sometimes people just, just want out... to do bad things. Yeah, we just need to find out where they went when they left Heaven Last, and that'll be where we can hopefully pick up their trail. All right. All right. Check out that. You guys get over to the domicile of. Uh, sorry, who did you want to visit? Emmanuel? Uh, yeah, thank Emmanuel Sierra's house. Yep. Yeah, he gave it. Yeah, well, we've got Jenny with us. Yeah. 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 Okay. Do we still have William? Is William coming along? Uh, no, he, William uh, William is hoping he's dismissed because he's also, I mean, he's not in the mood for, you know, any yeah. investigation yeah. or anything but like that. He gave that us either. permission to go look in his brother's house. That's, that's right. Yeah. So you guys are going yeah. to William's house because Emmanuel, I don't think, gave you permission to go check out oh, his okay. house. That yeah, I, that's yeah. why I was wondering if Jenny would let us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah. she has. Keep she's, thinking. she's a friend, you know, she doesn't have the keys. You know what I mean? Uh, okay, yeah. 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 yeah we're, you we're can, you can implore Dreamland oh, to are. give you we forced entry. Yeah, okay, you can yeah. do that. It's like a It's like a welfare check. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, that we've been tasked by Dreamland to investigate their their disappearance. So I, I think we, I mean, dream, we are uh, perfectly. Heaven's a totalitarian society, and we're the enforcers. Oh. You know, we we <laughs> buff down doors and investigate when people go missing. 
Your space is not your well, own. It's ours. And yeah. we can just come into your house like... whenever we want to. <laughs> You're okay. interrupting my vision. People don't do that, but it's more like we're not we going to bust in on someone's yeah. price. Yeah. We are, we are exactly whether Emmanuel, whether Emmanuel wants to or not, Spitfire is going in that goddamn house. Yeah, we're breaking in. Yeah. We're going in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you guys doing it to check on? Would you guys like <laughs> to, to do it through uh, proper channels, like telling Dreamland, and then you know getting some kind of permission through Dreamland, or are you guys going like B and E and actually going to break in? No, no. I we'll would get... say. If, oh, okay. I was going to say that Spitfire is going to beeline straight for the place. At this point, he is just going to go for a. We can. Well, we can do that. We can do that with agents. agents. We can contact yeah. Dreamland through That's agents, uh, and yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll we'll contact through uh, Dreamland through agents and say, we want this store opened. So uh, Dreamland Dreamland would respond and say that uh, they would have to give you the lawkeeper status to give you jurisdiction to be able to do that. So that's what Dreamland does. Dreamland assigns you all to lawkeeper status. So you are now currently law people. I believe that's what right. it's called, lawkeeper, right? Lawkeepers, yeah. Yeah, and so... And uh, Skip says, Skip, uh, if you guys remember, she is a Mexican-American fixer who is in charge of the law keepers. Or, or, yeah, she's currently kind of running the logistics of it, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She chimes in saying that she'll have... meet you there. She has keys and she'll get you in the apartment if she needs to. Right. Oh, great. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She also has to, like, schedule, right? Because law keepers in heaven, it happens on kind Rotation. of like a yeah. roster exactly yeah. so this is so. definitely uh out of the ordinary but things are out of the ordinary lately and dreamland yeah, gonna, is you, go ahead unless you can twist the ai's arm into giving you that power over every other citizen in this space mm -hmm. like we've just taken authority it's fantastic yeah so dreamland definitely agrees it's uh whatever ai brain it is agrees that you guys should have that role right now to try to figure out what's going on with this investigation. Sorry, I'm just I mean, We're not going to turn Corrupt. the place over. We're just looking for clues. I'm just sure. having fun destroying yeah. Phil's mind. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, Stop being mean, Chris. My anarchist it utopia. Is, Can't help it. We are just doing a welfare check. It's exactly. like that simple, but at least welfare there's... Welfare check. <laughs> I think it would have been a big problem. <laughs> Out of character, I think it would have been a huge problem if you guys just broke into their yeah. place. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You need to have some kind of record to be like, "Hey, we're investigating where mm. this person went, so we went into their place." <laughs> Otherwise, you're just like, <laughs> Ellen. Next next time I go into your room unannounced, I'll tell Sean so there's a record. <laughs> no, like because we are not in heaven, are we? <laughs> no, if we're I was missing not. for five days, then you could do that. Okay, that's fine. Go. I'm giving hey, you I've authority got that, I've now. Got that on record. I'm joking. I would never go <laughs> yeah. to your room. On all right, let's raucously break into a house. Let's do it. Smash shit. Go all over the spot. So you guys, uh, so we, yes. are we, so we it's wait. Terrible. We wait with. Uh, we wait with. Uh, who's the fr who's the friend who Jenny. is with us? Jenny. Jenny. Yeah. So Jenny um, is there. She's going to be there. She's probably just going to look over and make sure you guys don't do anything unsavory. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, sure. um, shortly after Skip, you see her walking by, walking towards you guys, and her usual like happy disposition is completely gone. Let me get a human perception from you guys. Okie dokie. Oh, fantastic art for Skip. 
I'm, I'm yeah. glad you like it. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. No, it's great. My, all my NBCs are coming to life. I know. So exciting. I'm glad you guys like it. Yeah. 22. Thankfully, my grammar is here. I don't understand people. All right, grammar. It's always been a weird thing about you, hey, Spitfire. Wax. All right, wax and grammar. You don't need a uh, PhD in psychology to see that Skip is flustered, frustrated, and just altogether exhausted i mean she just lets off this hey how's it going guys <clears throat> she's like going through a bunch of key cards as she gets to the door we're just looking into these it's... disappearances what's what's up yeah this on top of all the bullshit i mean so many of them came and it's all on my head and my shoulders and just sorry just give me a second i'm looking number three 358. Hey, Here we if go. you need support, you should ask Streamline. We get some more people assigned to you. Have the corpos been causing more problems than anyone else? It's just... Sorry. Is that she a, she is takes that a, a second. She takes a second. You know Dreamland has been acting a little weird, right? Yeah. Well, I yeah. haven't had time yeah, well, to try to figure... Is... Go ahead. Well, now she's like a person, which is completely new. I don't know what Dreamland, Dreamland has decided. thing. I don't know what Dreamland has decided to do with its brain. I honestly don't know, and I'm so swamped with logistics. I've been observing these corporates and keeping an eye on them, and and this got under my nose. I don't even know how this happened. Just, here, here it is. It's I found the key. Fault. Contract every person in heaven. Look, we'll do what we can to find them. Let's go in. She unlocks. Could you hear a heavy bolt open. Could there be the possibility of some people having a look at Dreamland's inner workings? We yeah, have that... lots of many smart, you know, net runners and such. I'll have a look at it later when, uh, you know, we've found two missing people. Hmm. Yes. Can we, can we, can we go in the door works. now? Can we just get yeah. this over with? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we head okay. in. Okay. Skip says, uh, I I'm going to head out. I got, I got other things to do. Let me know if you need anything. And she yeah, leaves we'll the go. key card for the, the door. Wax will take it. Thank you, Skip. And she just we, heads out. All right. Look. We, uh, we head in with Jenny and have a look around. All right. You guys head into this apartment, and uh, it's obvious that two different people live here because one side of the house is a complete mess, mm -hmm. and the other side of the house is pristine, clean. The, the bed sheets are on a specific way, and oddly... There are two beds separate from each other, not connected. And I think you guys can tell who the clean one, who the dirty one is, just from their personal affects. The dirty section of the room was definitely Sierra Parks. And so I think um, uh, Spitfire will turn to Jenny to be like, do we have permission to search this house as we need to? I mean, she uh, she says, I. as long as you don't damage anything, I'm here. I'll make sure nothing like that happens. Yeah, Jenny, you're not really Do in a position to give us, like, give us permission. So we're just, uh, we're going to take it. And uh, okay. we start looking around, uh, particularly around Sierra's like, uh, nightstand and uh, near the bed. But may I athletes. please be using the bathroom, Jenny? Can you show me where it is? Y yeah, it's just down I'm this way. I'm saying this because I need to... 
me, Ellen, needs to go to the bathroom real quick. You so do that. You go to the bathroom. If anything happens, Sprock is in the loo. <laughs> okay, uh, let me get a uh, conceal reveal from you guys as you're going through, rummaging through these items. And then, uh, just to give you guys a visual, you're seeing two beds in the middle of the room, all the way at the end of the... It's like a studio flat kind of thing. It's a living room, dining room, everything is all in one room. There's a computer on the left-hand side on a desk. Next to it is a bookshelf with a bunch of books that are just, like, all over the place. Like, they're, they're not in any order. They're flipping. They're flipped, like, different ways. And then next to that is a bunch of, like, pile of clothing. And, uh, and, and the bed sheets are all, like, disheveled and stuff like that. Cool. So my... Oof. It's just a straight D10 because I do not have Conceal Reveal. You should, uh, it should be a basic skill, but you did roll a one. Um, well, I don't It's not a base skill. Is it not? No. Okay, that's fine. Perception is a base skill, but it runs off your... Int. Int, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you're not... Spitfire, you're not really, like, finding anything. You're, like, lifting, uh, clothing and different items and stuff like that. And you're not finding anything important, uh... Wax, what did you say you were particularly looking for? The bed stands, uh, sorry, the nightstand. Uh, sure. The desk, if there's a desk near a bed. Yeah, yeah, um, there's a desk. There's a nightstand next to the bed, and there's also a desk with a computer on it, like a PC. Oh, com- oh, fantastic PC. Let's check that out. Okay, go to the PC, and there is a password. Let's break this bad boy. You can definitely interface into this computer, but before we do that, let's go to Grandma. Grandma, you're looking through bed sheets and clothing and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm looking for maybe if there's any like uh, chips or anything that might have like a little, you know, a note or some data on it, or even a written note, um, anything like that. Just anything unusual, anything out of place. Okay, what is unusual is you see that uh, an agent is in the pile of clothing and stuff like that. Oh, jeez. Okay. Looks like that agent's still here. And Wax, why don't I get a... uh, So you are... You want to get jacked in and do a Pathfinder? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Roll me a Pathfinder. Uh, Where are we here? In Netrunner? Yeah, yeah. We're going to do a little bit of net running as you're hacking into this computer. I can't see. They got a mini net in here. Cool. Hey. (laughs) In the um, net running section, I'm afraid. Oh, yeah. Um, It might not be there. Just roll me a 1d10 plus 4. I believe that's your net, or whatever your net running is. It it would be 4, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Discord is getting in the way there. No worries. Uh, Oh, dear. Here we go. Oh, okay, <laughs> an eight. So as far as you can tell, this is a pretty simple uh, uh, architecture. It's not like an Arasaka database or anything like that. It's a guy's personal computer. So with a backdoor, you'll be able to get to his files and anything else you need to on this computer. Cool. All right. Uh, roll for the backdoor. Yep. Yep. Do. Oof. Six. Uh, denied. Incorrect password. Try again. Yeah, let's just, uh, let's give this another shot, shall we? Still within the first three Come seconds. Come on. Oh, no, you need jacket. 
Yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, and, and one more D10. Give it. A, I'll try again. Jeez. Oh, Incorrect hey. password. Now moving on to Damn, Grandma. You, the agent is there, and it's definitely locked. Huh? Do you um? Do you point out that the agent's there? Because Spitfire can't see anything at the moment. Yeah, I, I hold it up uh, and say, "Hey, he, he left his agent here. It's still locked, though." Uh, do you mind if I bit of a squares? Yeah, sure. Uh, these this model has a bypass. Yeah, so chuck it over. He can definitely fiddle with it. Yeah. So she was gonna look at it herself, but then obviously her 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 techie grandson is like, let me. And she's like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Chomping at the bit. He like he like doesn't uh, realize that he's like being almost like a dick in that way. Just like, oh, you found something? Yeah, give it here. It's like yeah. just that kind of abrasive, just like, yeah, clearly. I don't I'm have electronics, so it's right. much better for you to <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, why don't yeah. you give me an electronic security check, Sean? Absolutely. So as he takes it, oh, wax is left in embarrassment. Okay, Brock and is still in the bathroom. Wax, yeah, wax is uh is going along trying to. He's interfaced with this PC, and it's just like coming up password incorrect, yeah. password incorrect. Yeah. He's not on yeah. his game for some reason. But Spitfire, mm -hmm. you are able to crack this agent, and looking through the most. He whips out his tech scanner that's inbuilt into his arm, mm -hmm. and he interfaces it with the with the agent. Once Grandma passes, throws the agent over to him, kind of grabs it, hooks it straight up to his arm, and just gets to work. Absolutely. So, uh, looking through the agent, you're definitely looking at last contacts and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and we'll see got in contact with them last, and kind of whereabouts, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So the uh, last contact is with somebody named Transcendentia. And the contact says your appointment for your class is at 5 p.m. on such and such date. And that is around the time that, um, I'm sorry, Sierra Park had gone missing or, or had not reported home. Maybe like a few out, like 12 hours plus or minus. That's the exact appointment time. And does it mention anything about where this appointment is, or is it just a time and it just says the appointment? It just says Transcendentia uh, as the contact, and it says your appointment for your class is at this time. Huh. So, uh... Hey, um... Uh... Jenny... No, no, Je yeah. Um, Jenny, when did you say that they went missing again? I... It was about a week and a half ago. Uh, I think the last time I talked to him, and then she gives you, she corroborates some time, and you have yeah. some kind of time period where uh, the class, a few hours after the class, they were worried that something was wrong, and then a few hours after that, they never showed up, and that's yeah. when they realized like something might be going on. Does the, uh, does the name Transcendentia mean anything to you, Jenny? Transcendent. I believe that's a yoga studio in the Glen. Uh, can I look that up on so, CityNet? Yep, you can definitely look it up on the CityNet. Yeah, like looks up a grammar. It's like, yeah, look. Apparently, on the same day that uh, uh they went missing, they uh, went to this Transcendentia at 5 p.m. Kind of works out timeline-wise. Yeah, well, I guess we're definitely hitting that place up. How's the uh, personal computer coming? 
Wax, yeah. you have been through Biotechnica databases, you fucked with Netwatch, <laughs> and you can't get through this guy's goddamn computer. Wax didn't eat as much as he wanted to when <laughs> he was at the noodle You should have got them. You should have got little, that ramen to go. He's a little hungry. Or actually, more likely, he was just unexpected that he would have to try. Uh, yeah. He was overly cocky. Uh, so let's let's give it a few more shots. Wax, will, <laughs> Wax um, won't say anything in response, and we'll uh, try and backdoor this thing a few more times. Let's see how we go, shall we? Okay, backdoor. Yeah. All right, in with, the a, meantime, with a 10. Can... Go ahead. Uh, in the meantime, I think Sprocket is just, like, rifling through the bathroom, uh, trying to figure out what soap... <laughs> What soap to use? But I don't know. Maybe if there's any kind of information in there, like a pill cabinet, you know, what kind of things they're taking. Yeah. Why don't you give? Any... Uh, there's some special soap that you see there, and the packaging is still within it. And it looks like this <laughs> is antibacterial soap, and it says great for um, uh, those that work out at the gym. Antibacterial uh, fight. What is that shit called? The 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 infection that you get from uh, like yoga mats and stuff like that. I forgot the name. I forgot the name. Sorry. But there's like a special a specific one. That yeah, you get? that you get. Uh, they call it. Uh, God damn it. I forgot what it's it not is. Like athlete's foot. It's like, like yoga it, foot. it's like something like that. It, it'll leave like a hole, uh, like right. a hole in people's Jeez. muscles and stuff like that. I forgot exactly Ooh. what it's called. Oh, um, Sean, do wrestlers get that? Yeah, wrestlers. It's not, it's not a staff infection. Staff infection. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Battle well, staff infection. You can get that from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Not big, just big, big brain. Yoga mats. Big brain. Big yeah. medical brain. Phil, <laughs> where was your med tech? Also, oh, I think it's worth mentioning that uh, Spitfire is doing all of this while. Quite drunk. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, give me, give me the agent. I'll have a look at it. You should be drunk. doing this at a Midas, shouldn't you? So, drunk. Wax, <laughs> Wax, you're finding some files on the computer, and they're showing you the... You find some literature on Transcendentia, an address, and everything. And it's a lot of, like, cult-like information. Like, you know, leave your personal belongings behind tell no one we're your new friends stuff like that and uh it's clear to you that there's something fishy going on with this transcendentia yeah. place out of curiosity this transcendentia sort of place in the material that i'm looking at does it have any mention of um cybernetics like does it have a particular when it's saying like leave your body and leave your earthly possessions does it have a tone that suggests that uh, cybernetics are a positive or negative part of that. Um, Nothing specifically about cybernetics, but like some of the graphics that you see is like a woman throwing a, a Louis Vuitton bag into the trash and, okay. and, and stuff like that. Great. Cool, cool, cool. Glad to see they made it out of the fourth quarter. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're never going to fail. Never going to die, are they? That, that the Louis ugly Vuitton. ass pattern. Cool. God, uh, if I that, hate patterns on the Louis that's the uh, if that's everything in there, uh, I'll pass the the address on to uh, Spitfire. And right uh, when you are doing that, um, you guys all get a message. Doot, 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 doot. It's from Skip. Mm. And Skip says it's a, it's a voice message, and Skip says, "Hey guys, we found uh, Garvey Hammond." <laughs> 
Huh. Is you he okay? You a message? Can we oh, sorry. It's oh, a, it's a, it's, a, it's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I said that incorrectly. It's like a walkie-talkie kind of situation. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. okay. Is he okay? No. He's with the police. Yeah. They found his body. Like city police? Yeah, he's Gosh. with Night City Police. They found his body. We have his location. It's Little, Little Europe, Adam Avenue and Viridian Street. I'm sending you the address. It's in an alleyway. NCPD's on locations. They know you're coming. We've contacted them. We let them know that they're one of ours. It looks right. like uh, skip. it looks like we'll he's dead. Just we'll out there uh, straight away. Did Jenny? Oh, get out did, of here. did Jenny hear that, or did she not? Like, was that? I'm just wondering because if if she didn't hear that, I don't want to let her know that we. No, she definitely she definitely heard it. Skip wasn't trying yeah. to be like quiet or anything mm. like that. She's too busy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Think... but this is also. Uh, Garvey, right? Oh, not, yeah, but, yep. you know, you, but, but still, it doesn't oh, yeah. it's not a great piece it's, of information to hear. It doesn't bode well. I think um, Spitfire will just look over at Jenny and just give, like, a... We gotta go. Uh, thank you for... He's... He's... What? Did she say he's... He's dead? Yeah. Yeah, we're sorry, Jenny, but... It doesn't mean that Sierra's dead, too, okay? We got yeah. a lead. We got this transcendent here. We're gonna check it out, Okay. Uh, we got your agent's contact. We'll, we'll get in touch if, as soon as we know anything, okay? And, Just and try not to worry. Jenny, don't worry about it. Like, Garvey and Sierra, it's two missing people. You know, that's they could be completely unrelated. It could be entirely different stuff. And you see you know, tears welling up in her eyes, and it's just, Gar it's hard to convince Sierra, her. Hey, uh, uh, Sprocket, your car good to go? Yeah, it's good to go. Um, Jenny, would you like hug maybe no i'm i think i think you should all leave now i think you've had uh, you've done enough here right you've gotten all the information you need we're good we're good yeah we're, we we're have good. yeah thanks yeah. for Rocket. helping us jenny Rocket, fire up the Thank car you. we got uh, goddamn police to meet and okay. just like Let's that go. ladies and gentlemen join us next time as we find out what has <gasps> happened to Garvey Hammond, what is going on with Dreamland? What is going on with Heaven, Night City? Crazy son. And next time <laughs> we will try to figure that out. Thank you all for joining us. I want to thank Baby Beard Media. You guys are amazing. This has been buckets of fun. And is there anything you guys want to say before we sign off? Other than thank you. Oh man, I'm having a blast. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what a wonderful time to like for us all to collaborate. We we wouldn't have been able to, you know, it's such a such a gift to be able to bring our characters in heaven to other players now and and you know do this crazy thing together so i'm, thank you, I'm honored i'm honored that you guys have given me this opportunity to do this and us, we're so lucky that we have something like this to collaborate on and break the ice and uh have lasting Ooh. friendship oh, it's the friends we made along, along the way, way. <laughs> super interesting to see where you're taking like the seeds of of what i made it's really cool to i see it, i know, i'm glad you're happy i was like i hope phil's not like what the fuck are you doing to my world <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you watched the will smith film i robot because yes. that's the goddamn vibe i'm getting from <laughs> i love ai as in stuff. product placement Yep. That's why I made this like a personal like 
AI to run it and then turning it personal is like, oh, it's not like yeah. you're ruining it. It's like, it, it's really, it's like a good hook for, for me. Yeah, yeah there's- I, I guess yeah. we'll actually join you next time. This is a hook, we'll be back. Oh yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> we'll figure this out. We'll see you guys soon. I hope you guys have enjoyed this because we have more baby beard cross John John the Wise stuff to do. We will be back to figure out what is going on with Garvey Hammond and everything else. Make sure you guys are joining the Patreon for Babybeard Media. It's on the screen, patreon.com slash babybeard. And they have all kinds of cool exclusive content. Roll to cast. If you like these characters, Feed the Beast, that's where these characters are from. Go check out that series. It is completed. It is in its entirety. You can binge it. Come on. It's it's COVID time. I know you got the time. Clean up, <laughs> clean up your house. Put it on the speakers and, uh, and do all that. All right, guys? Yeah. I can't think of a better Yeah, you told them, John. Yeah. In our YouTube series, we got Let's Plays as well. That's right, YouTube. Yeah, we. The best thing to make. Baby Beard Media. With our Patreon, if we get to $250, we are going to bring you an episode of Wake Up Night City with Uncle Bob. Ooh. That's our next. there, we will give you more Bob. You guys want more yeah. Bob in your life. If you don't know who Bob is, I'm telling you, you trust me. I'm John John, right? I'm it. telling you, you wanted more Bob <laughs> in your life. <laughs> season one of Roll to Cast, Cyber, uh, Cyberpunk 2020. Exactly. That season, that yeah. game. Uncle yeah. Bob, the host of Wake Up Night City, the best radio station, radio program Uncle in Bob. Night City. All right, guys. He's a bit of this. We'll catch you later. <laughs> Have a see good one, guys. Time. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Stay safe.